0: It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break, down the, break down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meets in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson.
1: What is the big deal about the Trump tax returns for both parties? And how much information should you get if your child's school goes on lockdown? Plus, when you're unhappy with the direction things are going, what can you do? But first,
0: give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610.
1: Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. Happy Monday afternoon. It is Election Day Eve. Rob Francis with you at Dawson Under the Weather today. 547 1610 if you'd like to get involved in the program. As I mentioned, it is Election Day Eve. Tomorrow, Election Day, ballots, drop box only now. Uh, you've missed your window to take advantage of the free postage. Should have had it in the mailbox by Friday at the latest to take advantage of that as all the mail from here goes up to Spokane. Um, So dropping off at the ballot box or the ballot drop-off locations today and tomorrow for your ballots. And we've talked at length about races, about issues, about initiatives. What is the biggest thing on the ballot in this off-year election for you? Is it a city council race? Is it a school board race? Is it one of the initiatives? Is it the seemingly endless number of advisory votes? What was one thing on the ballot that stood out to you or you felt was most important to have your voice heard on during this election cycle? number of different things on there yes off your election so it's mainly city council races school boards and things like that but there were a couple of initiatives a lot of advisory votes that dealt with the tax increases that came in the previous session but what for you was the biggest thing on the ballot that you're paying attention to you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 kona your name where you call it from I'm calling from Richland, Washington. And what what to you was the biggest thing on the ballot?
2: Well, you know, the biggest thing that was on the ballot to me that concerns me, and it wasn't really on the ballot, is how our congressmen, senators, politicians can go and close the doors and pass a law or a bill or, you know, and do this without the public opinion. And then, like you were talking with the taxes on the license plate. We can vote to repeal it, repeal it, and still they go behind closed doors and go ahead and do that. I'd like to know, why can't we stop that?
1: You know, it's a great question, and thanks for the call. And I can tell you right now um, that I know, and in fact, when Representative Bill Jenkins was in here on Friday discussing his political future, he mentioned that a number of lawmakers are getting together to find a way to put an end to title-only bills, or at least the process that's been abused over the last couple of legislative sessions to get these last-minute tax increases done without public comment, without the public really getting to know what's in them. I mean, really what it is is you take a blank piece of paper, you put title-only bill and a number on it, and that's submitted. It's a blank piece of paper. And then you fill it out as you go along. And if you notice a number of the advisories, and it I I lost track of how many people have asked me, what's the deal with all these advisories? Well, those advisories are tied to those tax increases that came as title only bills. That's how many that should be the eye opener to everyone on the ballot. That those tax increases that you're seeing in those advisory votes asking whether to maintain or repeal, many of them, if not all of them, were tied to title-only bill initiated. They were initiated with a title-only bill. There were, a, there were double-digit advisories. So how can we get around it? Lawmakers have to do something about it. And, you know, as I said a little bit earlier, there are some lawmakers working on legislation to try and deal with that. What kind of a reception it's going to get really is a question mark. I'm sure there are some on the other side of the aisle that aren't particularly fond of being able to pass a piece of legislation that no one's had a chance to review, that hasn't gone through committee, that hasn't gone through public comment. I mean, if you think about it, it really is the ultimate backdoor way of trying to get something accomplished. And it does not shine a public light on anything. And it does not give even fellow lawmakers a real opportunity to be able to weigh in on a bill. So hopefully the legislature finds some common ground on this. You're not going to see it eliminated altogether, but at least find some common ground on limiting the amount of bills that can be title-only bills, the type of bills that can be title-only bills, and end the abuses to the title-only system that we've seen over the last two budget cycles, because it really has been. I mean, this, this past cycle was the absolute worst, and we kind of knew going into it that with the majorities that had come from the elections in 2017, or 2018, I should say, that there was going to be a significant agenda being pushed forward, but boy, did we see it get rammed, and we saw it get rammed through hard with title-only bills. So all we can do is keep in touch with our our state lawmakers and see what progress can be made in this short session, if any at all. And then once again, you try to make your voice as clear as possible. Send emails. I know it may sound futile, but you send emails. You try and get involved in remote testimony. The Senate is, is doing that right now. The House has been less than... Best word for it. They've been less than excited about using remote testimony for their proceedings. But most of these title only bills originated in the House, not the Senate. So uh, it's finding ways to get in front of lawmakers to get them to hear what you have to say. And I don't know if there are more people engaged over here than on the West Side. Really don't. But there needs to be a combination of voices in order to be able to change a practice like this. There has to be a combination from both sides of the mountain. It is true that a good portion of the legislature is talked to from Seattle. That Seattle has the ear of many lawmakers and a lot of policies that we have seen go into play in the last few years have directly come from that area and now impact the entire state, not just the Seattle area. So it's going to take a combination of voices from both sides of the mountain to attempt to change that practice and how badly it's been abused. 5471610, if you would like to get involved, what is something on the ballot? Whether you have voted or you have yet to vote, and if you have yet to vote, It has to be in a ballot box by tomorrow, by the end of tomorrow. It has to be in a ballot box. So 11.59 p.m. tomorrow, you have until then to drop your ballot off at many locations around your area. Kennewick, Richland, Pasco, Benton City, Prosser, Connell. Plenty of places that have ballot boxes for you to drop by 11.59 tomorrow. If you have voted or if you haven't voted, what is the one thing on your ballot that stood out to you that you felt was the most important thing to have your voice heard on? Doesn't matter if it was a council race or a school board race or an initiative or if, like the previous caller, the advisory stood out to you because of how they were done and trying to find a way to turn around the title-only aspect of things. There were a lot of city council races this year, all of which are going to help shape the, shape the direction of your town. School board races going to shape the direction of the school board in your district. Initiatives could wind up rolling things back, in a positive way or rolling things back in a negative way. We're going to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K O A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Uh, this is Max chiming in from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Well, I think, first of all, that even though it's uh, off your election, it's very important that people vote. Uh, it kind of sickens me that so many people don't uh in this election, you have a chance to vote for your school board and your city council, and those are local races that affect all of us to some degree. And uh, while it's hard to get precise info on all the candidates in some ways, uh, you got to voice an opinion, and that's your opportunity, and a lot of people died for you to have the right to. Uh, other than that... Um, I was just kind of taken aback with all those B&O tax, advisory votes. Many moons ago, I used to have a small farm. And I can remember years when I lost money, but I still had to pay that cotton-picking B&O tax. And it always rankled me. I thought, you know, this is a very regressive task. Uh, I don't have a problem paying taxes, we have to pay taxes to support government function, but I do have a problem paying taxes that are serve no good purpose, and not everybody pays them, and I don't know. I just almost felt that that particular tax was a pile
4: I don't want
3: state income tax, and I don't want one, but I think there are better ways to go than that thing. So that- I guess that's... My two cents worth on that.
1: Thanks for the call, Max. Appreciate it. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, and you know, Max brings up the interesting point of how many different B and O taxes. I think there were three or four of them, if I counted correctly. Uh, not to mention there were some also there. There were also some really interesting um, other taxes, like for example, international money management firms specific tax on them, Uh, specific tax on non-residential or non-residents for certain things. Um, It it was very interesting how many and how specific a lot of these taxes got. Now, of course, one of the big ones was the um, B&O tax on financial institutions, specifically targeted against banks. Uh, there was a B&O tax laid out specifically against the travel industry. I, I mean, why? What is the point of that? What is the point of specifically calling out the travel industry? What is the point of specifically calling out the banks? I mean, you, and for people to think, and for lawmakers to think for one second, and I'm sure the lawmakers don't think this, I, I would like to give them enough credit to think that what they're doing is going to get passed down to the consumer or they just don't care. More of your calls, Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA, back after this. The Bottom Line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in
0: now, 509-547-1610. Presented by McCarry Meats in
1: Basin City. Bottom line is Radio 610-KONA. Monday afternoon, Election Day Eve. Jennifer Mons with the Windermere Group 1 Real Estate. Goal is to exceed your expectations. If you're thinking about moving or you're thinking about buying or you know someone who is, visit Jennifer's website, Jennifer Mons, M-O-N-D-S dot Shoot her an email. Look at the listings that she has. Find out what open houses she has coming up. She'll get back to you as soon as possible, answering all those questions and Looking for the opportunity to do exactly what she claims, and that is to exceed your expectations. Let her know what your family situation is, uh, what district you may be looking to buy in, as in a school district, and which town. She'll come back with you with all the information that you need to know to make the most informed decision that you possibly can. Jennifer Mons with Windermere Group One Real Estate. Make sure you visit her website, Jennifer Mons, M O N D S. com. 547 is the number, 610 K 1 A dot com, the website. You can hit the bottom line page, email us a question or whatever is on your mind. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and on Twitter, at bottom line 610 as well. Rob Francis here, Ed, under the weather this afternoon. So for me, looking at the ballot, and, and I'm really interested in knowing what the things were that stood out to you. Uh, what is something that keyed in? And, you know, Max mentioned about people not voting. And, you know, we've said this, endlessly. These elections are more important than next year's. These elections control your city government. They control your school board. They control the decisions being made that affect you directly. State decisions affect you through a layer or two. You still have county and you still have city. These are the elections that directly impact your day-to-day life. They're not sexy. You may or may not have an idea of who's running, but these are the important elections. These are the ones that control the direction of your community. And while president might be the one everybody gets wrapped up in, city council, position, whatever, is more important for your day-to-day life. So do vote. Make an informed decision. If you haven't voted yet and you're still looking for information on candidates, revisit our candidate forums. They're on our website, 610kona.com. Under the bottom line tab, click on bottom line candidate forums. You'll find a forum for every school district, every school board race, every city council race that we invited candidates to on the air this election season. Go back and listen to their answers. Port commissioners as well. Listen to what they had to say. Use their own words to inform you on the job you believe they think they'll do based on their responses to our questions. Use the voter guide. Find as much information as you can to make an informed decision, but above all else, please do vote. It was only 21.5% in Benton County in the primary. It was very low. Let's see that get up quite a bit in the general election with people getting a little bit more interested, a little bit more enthused in the process and making their voice count. But we had a couple interesting initiatives for people to weigh in on. Referendum 88, which I don't think should be much of a question. In all honesty, it would be if referendum 88 is approved, it will do away with Washington state's law banning affirmative action. And what that means is that universities and employers would be able to hire someone specifically on race. They could reinsert reinstall quota systems. That's what an approval of Referendum 88 would do. It would also remove veterans from protected status. It would remove veterans, those who were either drafted or volunteered to serve in our military, they would be removed. From a protected status if Referendum 88 is Approved It shouldn't Be a question And it was one of the More head scratching Things that the legislature did In this last session Was repeal Or attempt to repeal The law banning affirmative action in Washington state but you have an opportunity to Change that on your ballot with Referendum 88. When we come back, we'll talk about the other initiative, 976, the $30 card tabs, and the mixed feelings.
0: Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the Bottom Line's page at 610kona.com. Back to the Bottom Line, presented by McCarry Meets in Basin City.
1: Bottom Line News Radio, 610-KONA, 547-1610, if you'd like to get involved. Also via email, 610kona.com, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter at BottomLine610, if you'd like to hit us up that way. Also have our free mobile app available on Google Play and iTunes that you can send us messages that way as well. Uh, Talking a bit about the ballot course it's due tomorrow by 11 59 p.m. fifty nine fifty nine. get it in that drop box too late for the mail at this point um but your local drop box would we'll be more than happy to take it today or tomorrow and still want to hear what for you was the most important thing on the ballot what did you feel that you needed to weigh in on most um touched on a bit a little bit about referendum 88 but The one that I heard probably more about, positively and negatively, was I 976, the push to go back to $30 car tabs. This is one of those initiatives where I think it is fair to say there are pros and cons. Um, for those that look at it just simply in the reducing my taxes model, um, Governor Inslee says up to $4 billion potentially will be lost in the transportation budget. Well, I guess my question to Governor Inslee is where have you been spending that $4 billion in the transportation budget? Because... All we keep hearing about is how piss poor our roads and bridges are and our infrastructure is crumbling. But yet if you've had $4 billion with the car tabs and you've done nothing with it, now you're going to bemoan that it's not going to be there. So what's the point? I do understand that there is going to be a loss in revenue. I also understand there was a $22 billion increase just jammed down everybody's throats earlier this year. So you're worried about losing 45% off of the car tabs, but you've just hiked it up $22 billion. So let's see, $22 4000000000 $4 billion. You're still talking an $18 billion profit. Oh, and by the way, it's not like those car tabs were earmarked for the transportation fund anyway, which is why, well, we still have a lot of infrastructure questions in the state of Washington. It's the trickle-down effect to this that is concerning to me and why I wonder if 976 is the best approach or the best idea. Think about it like this. And I thought that that a couple of people in local government made good points about this. And that is it is going to trickle down into money that has been budgeted already, potentially, by cities for transportation work. See, they actually will use it for that, whereas we, we, we don't know for sure if the state is using that money for transportation or something else, but your local governments are earmarking that money or using that money for transportation fixes and infrastructure needs. And anytime local governments lose money, it raises a question of where's that money going to come back from? Where are you going to get it? How are you going to replace that money that's lost now, I don't know how much everybody pays on their car tabs. I know what I pay on mine. Okay, I know I pay thirty bucks plus this plus that works out to just under 60 bucks, maybe just over 60 bucks, give or take. By taking away that additional 30 some dollars, what kind of an impact is that going to have on roads in Kennewick, Richland, Pasco, the county? How much of that money really goes back to help subsidize local governments you know we've talked at length about taxes and that there are ta- you, you, you need to have them because things have to operate that the government is responsible for taxes that make sense fine taxes that don't make sense not so much but is 976 the best way to deal with the car tab situation, and how much of a problem is it going to cause for local municipalities where you're going to see other fees come in its place that may wind up costing you more money in the end? You're up on the bottom line, News radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Hey, what's happening today? It's Mike.
1: What's going on, Mike?
4: Well, I'm kind of up against the yin and the yang on this thing.
1: Telling you, man, Um, it's a tough one.
4: Well, you pull up, the cheapest gas in town is Costco, okay? It says it's, uh, let's go three bucks, all right? How much of that three bucks is actually for gas, and how much of that is a road tax, uh, highway tax, whatever the tax is? If I'm not remembering right, I'm guessing... A buck seventy or something like that. So you throw that in with the license tabs and the gas tax and the whatever. I I don't understand how. I mean I understand I get it. They want money, and they say it's for the road tax. But take a look around. The roads suck in a lot of places. So whatever the money is, it's not getting spent. And why so much money for your, you know your license tabs, and why so
1: much money for the gas tax? Now, keep in mind, Mike, one thing about the car tabs is that money is not earmarked. That money is not earmarked for transportation costs. The gas tax is. That's bonded. The gas tax has to go to transportation. But the car tabs do not. And so when the governor bemoans $4 billion lost, well, you can't prove you've been putting it there anyway because, yeah, the condition of the roads and the bridges and everything else would be a lot better if you're spending $4 billion more. Correct. But at some point,
4: uh, I don't know what the point is. Um, wh- why can't we just have a flat tax? Why can't we just say, okay, look, this is what it's going to take to maintain them. The money gets appropriated uh, biannually or every two years or this side of the state. that Whatever it is, there's a way that they can sort it out that it doesn't have to be on a – grading scale up, down, in, out to try to figure out, oh, we're going to lose this or we're going to gain that.
1: You'd like to see it be able to work out that way, my friend. Thanks for the call. appreciate it. But I don't see uh, those in Olympia looking at a flat tax because that would be contrary to their value system um, or their belief system, I should say. Would a flat tax wind up being more beneficial In some ways, yes, but then the apportionment of said flat tax and getting it into all the different degrees and avenues and everything else, there comes your larger challenge. Um, But the other concern, too, is the way that the state is looking to morph what we currently have as a gas tax, And they're looking at the mileage tax. And if you don't think for a second it's going to come, you're wrong. It will, in some way, shape, or form. It will either come in the manner that they're going to track your every movement with a GPS, or you're going to wind up paying more on an honor system in tax. So you get less tax, but less privacy, more tax, more privacy. The problem with the mileage tax is, unlike the gas tax, which you're still going to have, okay, you're still going to have, it's not going to replace it, not for like 25 years, at least, if that, ever, you're going to have the mileage tax on top of it. They say you're going to get a credit. If you drive a gas-powered vehicle, they say that you will get a credit. Don't know how much, don't know what kind. But they say you'll get a credit because you basically be double-paying at that point. Which, hey, who doesn't want to double-pay for the same thing tax-wise, right? You can't, can't get convicted of the same crime twice, but you can pay tax on the same thing twice. But right now, the gas tax has to go to transportation projects. The mileage tax is not bonded the same way. It does not have to. And so once again, like the car tabs, you're going to see tax revenue going into the general fund and get used for anything and everything that they want. See the lottery in education. So as we look at I-976, and people, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I'm not going to tell you what you should do. All I'm going to ask is you think about what that ramification is going to be potentially because we know that Richland's got a card tab fee for the Dupertale Bridge project. But Kenwick recently alluded to if nine seventy six passes and the card tab money goes away, they may look into a card tab fee to help replace the lost money. And could that card tab fee wind up costing you more money out of your pocket than if 976 failed? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KOA. Your name, where are you calling from?
2: Hi, Rob. It's Daniel from Kennewick.
1: What's on your mind, Daniel?
2: Well, i want going to clarify some things on what you're uh, speaking about. And that is, first of all, um, Lars Larson had a great segment previously today. And he had Tim Eyman on. Uh Uh-huh. And one thing that came out was really, um, what you've just mentioned is, and it's true, that the car tab does not go to the transportation. But yet, and I saw it, I think last evening on TV, they show that bridge that a truck hit. Right. And claiming that that is part of why they should do no on the car tab. Initiative well, that there is uh that's um, that's <laughs> that's uh, dishonest okay uh, uh, and then the other thing I, have you had Tim Iman on before haven't you
1: yeah uh, we've had Tim on
2: okay well he to me it's all upside I mean I've got like rigs that are twenty thirty even forty years old and buying those tabs I mean it went up a bunch this last Time. I mean, a bunch, and it's just outrageous how they're just dinging us, and it stings for people that do have multiple vehicles. And um, this thing, it, it's just another um, thing that uh, I wish you could just get to. Maybe you could call up. You still got time um, to more, another hour. He'd be really helpful in explaining the nuts and bolts on this situation.
1: Appreciate the call, Daniel. Thanks a lot. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. And, and Tim certainly is very passionate about his initiatives. No question about it. He's always a great guest, and we've always enjoyed having him on. But what, I, what I'm trying not to do with this, honestly, I'm trying not to influence one way or another on how anybody is going to vote on this particular initiative. Not what I'm looking for. Not what I want. I want people to think about everything that's entailed and vote accordingly. You know, do I like paying extra taxes and getting dinged? No. Do I like disingenuous things showing me a picture of the Skagit Valley Bridge and saying, if you get rid of your car tabs, this is what's going to happen? No, because that money wasn't going there in the first place. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio 610 k one Your name, where are you calling from?
2: Oh, is that me? Yep, you're up. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Matt. I'm calling from, like, Goldendale, Washington. What's up, Matt? Well, I think what our problem is is that we need to get rid of our governor, Jay Inslee, who is the biggest problem in the world right now. Get rid of the Democrats. Start over. And, uh, you know, our car tabs like I have a 68 Ford pickup truck supposed to be $30 uh-huh it cost me $96 last time that I registered my pickup truck wow yeah and uh and every everything that they're doing right now especially Jay Inslee Jay Inslee get rid of Jay Inslee
1: Hey, I can't disagree I can't agree with you more on the getting rid of the Jay Inslee, Matt. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Going to the other line. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610K1A. Your name, where are you calling from?
2: Hi, this is Mike from Pasco. What's up, Mike? Um, my hot item is nine seventy-six, and this goes back a ways in history, and I know you're familiar with it. We voted for thirty $30 car tabs. They took it away from us. We voted for $30 car tabs. They took it away from us, and now here we are, back again. And I know, Rob, in your position, you can't try to influence people's vote, but you know what? When St. Timothy keeps (laughs) rabble-rousing up there for us and trying to get things in our favor, I say say to the people, vote for St. Timothy and
1: 976. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And I, I will say this. It's not that I can't, I won't. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for or what to vote for, because I don't want people telling me that. So that's why I don't do it. Okay, I could very well sit here and run down the ballot and tell everybody who I think they should vote for and why, but I'm not going to do that. I don't think newspapers should endorse people. I'm not going to endorse people. Jay Inslee, that's a completely different subject. That man has needed to go for six years, going on seven. But I will not tell you who to vote for. It is not my place to do that. Bring you information, discuss the issues, agree to disagree on some things, agree to agree on other things. But it is not my job to tell you who to vote for or how to feel on a certain issue. We can talk about it all day long. I'll give you my thought, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's just my ethical code on stuff like this. Back to wrap-up hour number one in a minute.
0: Now back to the bottom line, presented by McCary Neats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610.
1: Just a few moments left. Our number one here on the Bottom Line News Radio, 610-KONA, going right to the phones. You're up on the program. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
2: It's Bernie from Kennewick. What's up, Bernie? Hey, in England and maybe some other countries, they base the cost of your vehicle licenses, licenses on the horsepower of your car. Boy, that sure uh, cut down on all the needless uh, horsepower out there that's polluting the leaving its poop jobs on the road.
1: Shall we say? <laughs> well, it'd be it'd be interesting, especially in the uh, more conventional aspect of horsepower. Bernie, appreciate the call. Going right back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Uh, name's John. What's up, John? You know to raise extra money i don't know why they don't do something optional like uh you know how montana speed limits are higher why don't they sell a permit when you get your license plate so you can drive like 10 over
1: not a bad idea
3: and maybe 100 bucks a year or something a lot of people would buy it i
1: i, I absolutely agree i think they would and you know i would say this john and thanks for the call it's a very really, very interesting idea um I think that what would wind up happening, though, is that some people, police officers, would get awfully frustrated when somebody pulled out a permit and said, yeah, I can do 70 in a 60. Have a nice day, officer. I wonder how much that would offset the amount of tickets that are written. It's a really interesting thought, John. Thanks for bringing it up. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA, Your name, where are you calling from? Hi, this is Melanie. What's and up, I'm Melanie?
2: Uh, My concern is that I don't trust any of the Congress people, they have had funds of money over and over and over and misused it. So when they send out ads that they're saying, this is going to be awful, that's going to be awful, we're just going to lose all this stuff, I don't believe them. I just don't
1: believe them. You know, and thanks for the call, Melanie, and unfortunately, you are not alone. Um, there are a lot of people who, over the course of time, have been jaded when it comes to words of their elected officials. And in fact, you know, Melanie, that was that was perfect timing. Perfect timing on that call. Because when we come back in hour number two, we're going to address that very issue. And what it is that you have the option to do, because we give you a forum here, we give you the opportunity to speak and address the concerns that you have about things that go on in your area, and your community, with your elected leaders. But what's the next step after hanging up the telephone? We're going to talk about that next hour. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Stick around for hour number two.